Hey, this is BR. This is just Vince. We are the B list, and this is the B list podcast. Not the A list, not the C list, not heaven or hell, rich or poor, purgatory, simply the middle. A podcast featuring lists meant to inspire and challenge you, sharing our daily experience on art, music, relationships. But just a couple jokes. With some humor. Ha ha. But, but. We in here again. Again, we in here. Coming back. Hitting you with another one. Uh, today, we're just going to talk about some sounds, man. Sounds. Sounds, albums, songs. All that the above. Ins- yeah, that inspired other songs, albums, and yeah, other sounds. sounds. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, man, I'm um, going to start with the argument I always get in pe- into with people. Because it's like, yo, Beach Boys, Pet Sounds is considered one of the greatest albums of the last you know, 40 years. Brian Wilson is considered one of the greatest producers in the last, you know, 40 or 50 years. He invented producing pretty much in the in the modern sense. Yeah, of the I remember we, we talked about this a lot, but I want you to explain how he did the whole producing thing because I think that's probably the most interesting thing and it's probably the most innovative thing what people are doing right now. So go ahead and... Yeah, production is, I guess, before... And this is, again, this is just broad strokes here, generalizations. Before... Brian Wilson, there was more like producer, arranger, writers. So like you had a, a studio, like a mo- a studio meaning like a record company, like a Motown. I forget the one in New York that Carol King was at. And you hire songwriters. The one Carol King was at, it was Carol King at Motown. It was Smokey Robinson. And you have a band, and then the songwriters write the song, and then the band records the records the song, and then the producer just makes sure the music from the band and the songwriter kind of mesh together right that's what that was the producer's job and in some cases the songwriter got to be the producer and then sometimes they weren't they had a different arranger come in and do it so it was really like a team sport okay what brian wilson did was he kind of introduced the idea of one person being the singular producer and vision behind an entire project before him no one was really doing that it was songwriter arranger band um so that when I say he invented the modern producer, um, you could say, you know, he did. I think before him was Phil Spector. I think Phil Spector kind of like got the ball rolling, but he really took it around with it, man. And, and he really used the studio like this living organism, with, you know, where you could change the sounds and, you know, move the mics and put the mics in different places. Before that, it was very sterile. You, like, you just went in, you kind of did your show. Did your song, band did its thing, you bounced. It was very much like a factory. Yeah. So you're saying this, and it's in a pop sense, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because in jazz, they did that a lot. A lot. Where exactly. They just moved the mics, put the mics in certain places. Exactly. Yeah. Mic up a certain part of the drums, mic a certain part of the amp. Yeah. Ampl- yeah. yeah so. Which makes sense because in jazz, the engineer was the producer yeah. a lot of times, right? A lot of the Blue Note records, the um, you got an arranger who are, you know, if it was Miles Davis or whoever of the band, and that was your, the band leader, and you had the engineer. And the engineer was the one to do all that stuff, right? Um, and created that sound. But it wasn't like the songwriter, the person who plays the piano, the person who conducts the orchestra, is telling the engineer where things should go. That that was kind of a new thing that he, that he did. So... So what songs do you have that? Well, I got an album. Okay. I feel like, and people get so mad when I say this, I feel like Blind for sure. Yeah. 
Well, if definitely. You, when you put it in that sense, and this is something that um, I do my research when the album was coming out, and I think it was two years, maybe two years before the album actually came out in 2014, and he was going in and out of his mysterious ways and stuff like that of not being on the internet and being on the internet. Uh, he read, wrote an article that he's been listening to a lot of Beach Boys, there you go. a lot of 60s uh, soundings, uh, songs, songwriting skills and stuff like that. And it's pretty evident in, in that style because there's only bass, guitar, trumps maybe, or just three, basically three major sounds. That's it. Everything stripped down to just only those three things. And if you listen to Nike's, that's one yeah. of those songs. It's drums, um, like a melody, 808. It's really, and it's crazy how you use those three elements, but it's like super lush too, which is where that pet sounds element I feel comes in. Brian Wilson says these are sad songs about being happy, which I thought was yeah profound and i think you could say the same thing about blind you know about like summer coming and going and the the love you find there and the love you lose during that time and and it's beautiful but it's sad at the same time and there's moments of joy and moments of um of loss so i feel like that song that album really like captures that in the same way pet sounds did i mean a lot of artists copy pet sounds so it's not even like uh some dark niche comparison I'm making, but most definitely, I feel like that one the most sounds like Pet Sounds or reminds me of Pet Sounds. When I first heard it, I went, Oh, whoa, I've been waiting for somebody to do this for a long time. I'm so glad it was him. So the one that I have is based off of an album that we talked about last episode mm-hmm. from an amazing creator, writer, and just overall visual person. Just a, just one of the guys, you know, one of my balling albums of last week, rich and balling albums. And I'm still going with because of the Internet. And I think that because of the Internet and I've, I'm not saying I think I know. Without that album, we don't have a Jane Smith. We don't have, in in a sense of, because of the internet, it's based on a rich kid lifestyle. That's somebody that's been rich, had a rich father, and has just a full, not knowing anything else but being that. Mm. And he said that if the script that he wrote for because of the internet, if if he was to cast this. Jaden Smith will be playing the boy. And even down to the point where he actually got Jaden Smith to be on his Kawaii album, had um, Sober on there. Oh, so, and then, so great. And then had Jaden the Smith narrate through certain songs on the track with him speaking some kind of poetry on the beach or something like that in Kawaii. 
and it was just it was one of those albums it was like this is the guy this is what this album's made off of so when you see the tesla doors open when you see the glove compartment open when you see the the trunk doors open when you yeah. see the the um the hood is open where you see the armrests open you see all the doors are open and he's standing on it at a concert flowing across performing on it just remember donald glover aka charles gambino because the internet actually inspired that wow yeah it's dope yeah the albums man album again i'm i wish i experienced it when it was out because it feels like that time too and it's still classic it's still like not old you can still listen that begin listen to that album you can still listen to that album beginning to end and and enjoy it like yeah. really enjoy it it's no skippables no skips yeah i think what's what's so great about also great about that album too is that once again it sounds like it doesn't sound modern and it doesn't sound old so when you go back to it you're just like oh these this is just a a a, a sound a beat that might actually in five to ten years might be okay this is this still sounds fresh mm. like when you listen to michael jack's michael jack's thriller it's still fresh when you listen to um quincy jones you, you really putting that album up there well yeah when you listen to quincy jones the dude that shit still sounds fresh when you mm. listen to um any album that where there somebody had an actual vision of going all the way in and not trying to capture the sound of that moment or cap, just basically capture that feeling or the sound and then that shit lasts for 10 years that's when you know you got something One time I was at the beach and <laughs> we were looking at the stars and this girl was laying next to me and the blanket that we had was it had stars on it as well so it looked like we were just floating in an abyss. Okay, Pharrell, man, I'm just gonna go with Pharrell. I'm working on a piece right now that pits him uh, as the Tarantino of R&B pop music. Master Pharrell and Chad. The more and more I study their work, I'm a fan. I feel like that's like its own genre. Neptunes is a genre. I feel like we can have this discussion now because there's people who don't know who they are. There's people old enough in their twenties who are like, I don't know. That was twenty years ago. That was you know fifteen years ago. So there's people ten years ago. There's people who don't know. So when it's been so much space now between that work, I feel like it's cool to look at it now and go. All right, this was, we can really look at this now. That time's coming gone, that trend's coming on. If you play that, it's throwback now, quote unquote throwback. It's old school. It's in the fucking archives. And so now I feel like we can talk about their work at a high level. And I'm like, yo, this shit was like R&B, like Tarantino level of music. And when I say that, I mean like their ability to pull a bunch of different sounds from all these different art forms and merge it into one sound that's their own like they're like the best case on how to steal as an artist shout out to chad hugo for knowing all the instruments for knowing, knowing all the instruments knowing how to play all of them yes and knowing how to like 2.0 that sound yeah and pharrell for coming with the vision of that sound yep 
So it was a it was like a match made in heaven, and I I, I noticed there's like three sounds. Well, not three. They take a lot of sounds. They have a pretty large musical palette. The same way Tarantino has a large film, like visual palette that he can kind of pull from at any point. And one thing, man, that they pull from a lot, there's like this real weird aesthetic where it's like Michael Jackson demos from off the wall that it's not, not the album, but like the demos where it's like this weird, like, like backbeat in the beginning with a lot of percussion and talking and then the beat drops and it builds momentum as the song goes that's the thing they do on every song and it's yeah. real simple and it's the the four counted the, the four count doom, the four count is a tag doom, doom. yeah that's from prince because prince um would do that i think on two of his albums controversy and dirty mind the f- albums are have their tag they start off the same Boom, 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 boom. It's like a, okay, this is a Prince album. And it's just a count of a bass. Doom, doom. It's longer than four counts. So it's kind of dope that he took that with like some 90s, because that was like a 90s bass thing too. Boom, 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 boom. A really like South Miami bass sound. So just the, the musical palette is dope. One example, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, Michael Jackson, clip song. From an album that never came out called um you don't really know what you what is it looking at crazy crazy i was like this is genius he literally just stole from michael jackson but it works because who would have thought to do that in the same way tarantino just was like i'm gonna pull from hard boil and just make it nor and put people in some suits it's literally the exact same plot in his reservoir dogs just to come up with that is crazy so that's what I'm looking at. Pharrell and the Prince stuff he stole slash Michael Jackson. And Chad Hugo. I was at a, a show the other night, Brazilian show, Brazilian music, and I'm hearing them chords. I'm like, I know Pharrell wasn't doing these chords. I feel like Chad lifted directly from Brazilian jazz, directly from, of course, I mean, they say Stilly Dan, but like Stereo Lab, who stuff sounds like bossa nova brazilian jazz just lifted it man and it's, it sounds really dope but my example is michael jackson clips record where it's like clear. You. everybody keeps on looking at us so oh i i use this term every once in a while and i kind of just say it to kind of keep things simple yeah so i'm gonna give velvet underground their credit oh oh so i have this i have this theory and it's also been proven in a show that was on HBO and probably um, some Lou Reed uh, interviews. And um, Little Nas X proves it true, too. Yeah. But there's this there's this thing that Velvet Underground used to do and Lou Reed. They will make their songs as simple but poetic as possible at the same time where to the point where you can play and sing the song as they're doing it for example 
pale blue eyes. Uh. So if you pick up, if you look up the chord sheet to pale blue eyes and the song and the lyrics and everything, you will be able to play the song exactly how they played it and sang it mm. without any trouble. With, with that type of songwriting and the idea of having it saying that, you know what, you can do this too also, it kind of built their fan base at the same mm. time. And it kind of solidified them as pop singers. And, you know, even though they were more folk artists back in the day or whatever, but it kind of solidified their, their way into the pop and into the pop world. Yeah. And also translates to now for pop artists, like you mentioned, Lil Nas X. You mentioned uh, you could think of who else? There's so many Every, other all the new rap guys. There's so many other examples of just, hey, here, you can do this also. You can sing my words back also. You can find the beat, you can make the beat and do it yourself. So And it's made for that reason. And it's that's the way it is. But I call that the velvet underground effect. And people should try to really this is this is also like a advertisement tool. This is a money making tool. It is something that somebody else can do, but you're the one that actually created it. So yours is like the original. So they're copying off of you, basically. Yeah. Okay. So I think Velvet Underground did the did that, man. So I like to take the Velvet Underground approach sometimes. Hey, um, I'm I'm taking the Velvet Underground approach in life. Make life as simple as possible. I'm living a Velvet Underground life. But yeah, pale blue eyes, and also check out Lou Reed stuff. Had a bunch of he had a bunch of wild stuff. <laughs> Sometimes I feel so happy. Sometimes I feel so sad. Sometimes I feel so happy. But mostly you just make me mad Baby, you just make me mad Atticus Ross, Trent Reznor, the whole soundtrack sound is based on this Bowie record, um, Outside. I feel like the whole sound, their whole soundtrack, scoring, music, sound is based on that Bowie album, Outside. I could be totally bugging out. This is just me nerding out on music, fantasy, you know, nerding out on the fantasy of that possibly being, possibly being the case. But I feel like that most definitely inspired outside the, the, um, this very ambient, you know, yeah. heavy synth bass. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Have you seen mid nineties? No. So Trent, Res- Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, the guy you were talking about right now. Heroes. Yeah, they they scored mid-90s. Yeah. That's their new career. Yeah, it was pretty dope.
So before vinyl was like a thing right now where you can go pick up a record player at what's that store, Hot Topic or <laughs> I don't know. What's the name of the store? It's um I think it's probably like Forever Twenty One. Like you could yeah. just go into any store right now. You go probably go into the grocery store and pick up a vinyl record. Um a vinyl record player. Before that, I was actually going to Amoeba to find vinyl. I was like buying vinyl in like two thousand eight. 2009 right and i found this album by herbie hancock and it was called sunlight Uh oh i've never seen this album never heard it i just looked it up on a review they gave it a two and a half star i was like i'm gonna see i'm gonna i'm gonna mess with it usually when people say when they were um when they do an album review and it's two and a half star out of five they're usually probably bugging they gave hair my dear also (laughs) A two and a half. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm not going off you guys' review. Let me just see what the what people are thinking about before I actually get this $1 album right here in the U section. And it was pretty clean. I took it home, and I had a vinyl. I still have a vinyl record player in my room to this day. It's sitting on top of my, It's actually holding my TV up. So it's still there. It still works. <laughs> And I put on I put on uh, sunlight, uh-huh. and I'm telling you, uh, I thought it was you. Nine minutes of groove, him singing through a um, a voice box, and everything that he was doing. I was like, this wow, this how can somebody actually say this shit was whack? Even sunlight, he, this was like his first album that he was actually singing on. Mm. So. I think this album is a clear representation of where a few artists wanted their career to be at at one point. Uh. Or it was leading up to. One, where Tyler's career is at right now. Uh. So a lot of the stuff that he did on Cherry Bomb that was singing wise, based off of that, I feel. Um, And what he did on Flower Boy, based off of that, I feel. Because he started singing more. He started just opening up to just more of his singing. And then everything he did with Igor, everything he got on that, it kind of just reminds me of the progression that he was making from from that, mm. from Sunlight. And also, there's another honorable honorable mention in this in this one, and it's your boy. Who? Uh, Terrence Martin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. Yeah. That album, I feel like it's a real sleeper of albums. And actually, Taron uh, Martin, he's actually really good friends with Herbie yeah. Hancock. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the album right there. So, wow. uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like he inspired those albums for sure. But I thought it was you. Classic. Just a glance from behind Have my chance 
Cody Chestnut though. I look good in leather. Um, he has this. He has some. You need to listen to that song. Revol. He has a song called Revolution. Um, Bitch, I'm broke. He has some great, great records on there. It's really long though. It's like twenty nine songs or something crazy, and it's dope. And one of the songs, the Roots did. They took and put on their own album, made it sound nicer. It's called The Seed. Song. I love that song. That song, they everyone was chasing this rock thing. So that song, they were trying to do what Andre later did with the love below, love below. But I think the love below. I feel like all them guys were chasing Q-Tip. Q-Tip said that also. Come, come on, abstract. Yeah, yeah. The whole, the whole. Hey, us, and it's better. I'm sorry, it's better. It's a little more accessible than uh, "Come On Abstract," but "Come On Abstract" is great. There's a song "Barely in Love." Sounds kind of like "Hey, I" a little bit. So that one, I would be like, eh, "It sounds a little like Hey, I." Tiny. Everyone's they're trying to do their own stones, get their stones on Rolling Stones, so we can go back and say Rolling Stones. This is like the. Rolling Stones, Commodity Abstract, Hey I, Commodity Abstract, Barely in Love, Rolling Stones. That's the order. So yeah, I love those. I love those albums. I thought that was gonna be like the shit forever for black music, but well, like people were gonna go back to making music like that. Yeah, I was. I was. Dude, I was young. I was like young and dumb. Sorely disappointed. But I don't know. Maybe they are. It's a lot of good well, artists on that. Well. It could move in that direction now because of how things are going right now and how albums are 25 minutes now. Yeah. And less. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely possible that it, it can go back to that. And plus, people are getting more creative at the same time. But it definitely at that time, was it 2000, 2004, 2003, 2004, 2005? Music was not going to be changing from that. No wasn't even close i feel like it's more of a chance now of hey y'all actually came out it probably would be just a regular album Damn. just being honest because there's so much different shit from black people hip-hop rap artists doing so much different shit right now that that would just be earth gang or some shit like that so yeah it's true that exact same yeah that would be earth gang like Earth Gang could come out with some shit like that right now. It'd be like, oh, that's the Earth Gang album. Yeah, that was the second album they came out with. But they paved the way though. So yeah, so it's gonna be somebody that's gonna do something crazier than that. That's gonna pave the way for the next rage, yeah. right? Maybe. Yeah, I'm still under, underneath this impression that I think Earl Sweatshirt's um, album is gonna be an I another another idea. Mm. Just these slow double time beats that you're rapping over samples. Mm. Two minutes. No hooks. Yeah, yeah. 
Like I think that could be a genre. Whoa. I think that could be somebody like, oh shit. Yeah, that Earl Sweatshirt, that's what I'm doing now. The Earl Sweatshirt. I'm doing I'm doing shit like that. A minute. Like just like Tierra Wack. She came out with a fifteen minute album. One minute songs that were real if they were real songs all the way through, but she cut it off at one minute. So every song lasts a minute. What? She got fifteen songs. Fire. Every time I play it for people, I would drive around. My girl put me onto this, so shout out to her. We was um I was driving around with a with with a homeboy of mine. And I was sometimes I just put on random shit, put on TR Whack. When I'm driving down the street, they're starting to get into the song maybe like fifty two seconds in, then it cuts off at a minute. They're like, What what the fuck's going on? I was like, Look, this is one minute one minute songs and she got fifteen of them. And they were like, they were kind of disappointed a little bit, but I was like, this is, this is dope. <laughs> because it's you, like, it's you like, guys is, what, what? No, that's not dope. It's like, like to see people disappointed, man. You, no, you guys like to see people re- hurt. The reason why I'm saying it's dope and the reason why they were disappointed. First, the reason why I'm saying it's dope is because the idea, it's a one minute song and it gets cut off and it goes to the next one. That's just oh, something man. totally different. It's different, but it, to me, I don't. It's Two. different, but I'm just like, dude. It's like if I get a meal, if I go somewhere, and it's like, hey man, this place is dope as fuck. Man. I'll, I'll play it for you later. This place is dope as fuck. Hey. It's, it's only gonna be 15 minutes. I'll play it for you. We're gonna order something. They're gonna bring out the whole plate. They're gonna give you a fork. Get your fork. You take a bite. You go, mmm, this is good. Mmm, and you turn your back, and the plate's gone. And they put you a check in front of you. And say okay. it's over. That's what that feels like. Like, man, give me the whole meal. Give me, let me, let okay, me soak go check, it in. Go, go to her shows. Check out her visuals. The shit's is hard. She is dope. I like. I know who Terry Wack is. She's dope. I've never heard of this album. Yeah, this was her first album. Wow. But now to the reason why they were disappointed, or not really disappointed, but I guess I guess disappointed. It's because, like, kind of what you were kind of alluding to. It's like, hey, we just started to get into the song and just got off. It just cut off. But they liked the songs, but it was like, yo, what, what's going on here? But it's an idea, man. Yeah, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. Not, 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 a, not, a, not that you're... It's a great idea. Vince Staples, he did a 21-minute album. Which one was that, Big Fish? No, that was... Um, no, FM. FM, 21 minutes, 22 minutes. Earl Sweatshirt's album, 25 minutes. Yeah, man. I'm going to be honest, man. Right now, it's no excuse to not put out content, man. Probably would have blew up a night. I was white. Rap with a mic and we're really baggy tights. <laughs> it's like. Queen. Taking bubble baths. Love to see my mother laugh. Can't wait to soup home so I can hug his ass. Niggas coming up short, where's the other half? Even if my eyes closed, they won't fucking crash. I'm in my fucking bag. Where, where you at? She, yeah. Life is easy. I'm somebody hard to come across. Check the pH level, and now I'm done with balls.